let's see here. Today is, ooh, it's the 1st of January, brand new year. I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the CG Prophecy Report. The American War Zone. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, let's see here. We got um, uh, something I wanted to tell you before I get into our first category. Um, my friend Daniel, who is in the UK, um, he does a daily Bible commentary. He reads it, and uh, he has a podcast that he does. And if you like listening to podcasts, what it is is it's the Acts commentary that I do, um, and then he reads it out loud because you know, some people just don't want to read. They'd rather hear it, and you can listen to it on a podcast. He does a great job. Uh, having said that, though, he did a special Christmas 2022 podcast, which has nothing to do with anything I wrote. It's on the doctrine of the incarnation of Jesus Christ, and he ties it all in with the geography of the land of Israel, from the Jordan River, Mount Hermon. It is really marvelous. So, if you would like to hear that, send me an email. You can go to superiorword.org and just contact and it'll get to me. And um, it really is marvelous. He did a great job on this uh, as far as how the topography of Israel itself points to the incarnation and life of Jesus Christ. So good stuff. And I'll get that out to you. All right. We got some news from Israel here. And some of this goes back a week and a half. We did not have a CG report last week because we did something special in the church. If you didn't see that special thing, go click on the live on Superior Word. Go to the YouTube channel, click on live, and there's a Superior Bible Challenge. That was the single happiest day I remember in this church since we opened years and years ago. Everybody was happy. We had a good time. Even the losers had a good time. So... <laughs> It was great. So please check that out. The Superior Bible Challenge. It what did anybody here not enjoy that? It was wonderful. Came in second. Yeah, the people that your band-aid is coming off on your neck. I don't know what you got on your neck, Burke, but you got to get that taken care of. Your band-aid is falling off. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's see here. We got um, uh, from Newsweek. Uh, Joe Biden inches toward war with Iran, makes Israel full military partner. This is an interesting thing that's going on that I hadn't read anywhere else. Um, preparing for any potential war against Iran, the Biden admin has formally elevated Israel in military planning. Israel's changed status comes as the U.S. military focuses from the war on terror to potential combat with the big four, China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. As Israel has become a full-fledged military partner, the U.S. Intelligence Committee is also putting more emphasis on its Hebrew language program to spy on its number one Mideast ally. For the Pentagon, Israel is the most prized military and intelligence partner in the Middle East, with its vast combat experience and advanced technologies. With the end of combat in Afghanistan and Iraq, and with the brokering of the Abraham Accords by the Trump administration, Washington sees an opportunity to incorporate Israel into a new regional alliance. The Accords established diplomatic relations between Israel and several of its Arab neighbors. Israel is coming out of the closet. I hate that they use that term, 
but uh, allowing now to openly cooperate with the U.S. military while at the same time being denied access to another closet, says a senior intelligence official referring to the world of American intelligence. The official who requested anonymity to discuss the military planning says that for some things, such as targeting, exchanges are part of the new military alliance. But where U.S.-Israel interests might diverge, such as counterintelligence against Israeli spying or uncovering secrets about Israel's own nuclear arsenal, the U.S. has redoubled its collection efforts. Biden signed a major change of the biennial Unified Command Plan last year, codifying the change in Israel's position in U.S. military planning. The Unified Command Plan is the highest level document that determines every command's area of operations. UCP 2021 shifted Israel to U.S. Central Command, the command responsible for the Mideast from its previous assignment as part of Eurocom. European Command oversees uh, the military dimensions of the specific relationship, working with the country to defend it in a very specific circumstance against its neighbors. According to the Pentagon, the previous system of special channels outside the Middle East allowed CENTCOM to build a coalition among Arab allies without having the complication of a relationship with Israel, a sworn enemy to many of those countries. But it segregated Israel from formally partnering with CENTCOM and contingency planning against a common enemy. So that is all being done away with now because they have alliances with these Arab countries, and so they're moving things around and they have elevated Israel. Israel in this capacity. Interesting. We'll see where that goes. Um, the Jerusalem Post says Israel to hold body. And I'm so glad they're doing this. Um, they've got Israeli citizens and bodies of Israelis. They've been holding for eons, the criminals on the other side of Israel's border. And uh, they want those bodies and those people back. Well, Israel can play that game too. Israel to hold body of Fatah terrorist to negotiate with Hamas. Israel will hold on to the body of a uh, one of the founders of Fatah's Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade as part of efforts to negotiate a deal with Hamas, Defense Minister announced. The deal would return captured Israelis Avera Mengitsu and Hisham al-Sayed, who have been held in Gaza since 2014 and 2015. It would also see the return of the bodies of Lieutenant Hadar Goldin and Sergeant Oron Shaul, who were killed during Operation Protective Edge in 2014. So imagine they've been held now for all of these years. The decision was simply following protocol already approved by the Security Cabinet. Although Israel has swung wildly back and forth on returning the bodies of Palestinian terrorists in the past, the move was unusual because it appears that Jerusalem is intentionally linking the return of a Fatah militant to negotiations with Hamas, whereas in the past, Israel has preferred to delink such issues so as not to empower Gaza's current rulers. It was also an unusual move since Abu Hamid died while in Israeli custody serving a life sentence whereas most other cases of holding back terrorist bodies occurred after they were killed in the field. The High Court of Justice has reached various contradictory rulings over the issue of holding on to terrorist bodies, all of which have given different Israeli governments a broad level of discretion over the issue. Well, this is good stuff. I'm glad they're doing that. It's kind of like if you think about American politics. The left does something very dishonest, or they change the rules in the U.S. Senate. 
And then the Republicans take over that body again, and they go back and they change back to the way it was before. So they're constantly working against themselves, and they're letting the lefties rule them completely. And, you know, if they're going to do this, they have set the precedent. It's like what they did with uh, Trump's tax returns. They have set the precedent. And now that that has been done, the right needs to not say we're not going to do that. They need to take advantage of it and they need to hold these people to account and they need to return in kind. But they've never done this. They've always tried to have this high saddle that they sit on and it doesn't work. It doesn't impress anybody. It doesn't give them any votes. It doesn't help them at all. And so if you're going to play dirty with people, if they're, excuse me, if they're playing dirty with you, you need to play dirty back with them. It may not be the greatest thing in the world, but that is what I think they should do. What's that? Yeah, take the kick me sign off your back for crying out loud. Okay, from the Gateway Pundit. Intentional or coincidence? Far left New York Times publishes crossword puzzle resembling a Nazi swastika on the first day of Hanukkah. It was about a week and a half ago, but it was exactly, it was a a, a swastika. So you have to decide whether they did that purposely or not. Anyway, we got some news concerning Christianity here. Mail online. Trump loving, and this goes back a week and a half, I understand that. Like I said, this is over the past two weeks, so don't panic if you've already read this. Uh, Trump loving Catholic priest defrocked by the Pope for blasphemous social media posts says this is just what happens to supporters of the ex-president. He didn't say anything blasphemous. He's just coming out against abortion and so on, and he was defrocked. Frank Pavone, 63, was stripped of his duties as a priest. This is the culmination of 21 years of abuse by church authorities to me in my ministry, despite the fact that we helped the Vatican. Gateway Pundit, priest close to the Pope. Now get this, accused of sexual misconduct with nuns, continue service while pro-life hero is defrocked. So this guy's doing something that's totally contrary to any law that they have in the Vatican, and he's okay. I won't read this whole next uh, title, but this is what the guy did. Priest close to the Pope, this is from Mail Online, is accused of inviting two nuns to take part in a Holy Trinity, da, 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 da. So this is what he's doing openly, bragging about it, and they're keeping him, but they're getting rid of a conservative guy that is arguing against abortion and other key issues. Disgusting. From Fox News, Catholic Church bishops are afraid, here it is, to offend powerful Democrats, defrocked priest Frank Pavone says. Pavone said the church's position became, Father Frank has taught a heresy. God does not damn people, and he has put Biden and the Democrats in the category that they are to be damned and go to hell. This is not right for a priest to be teaching this. Well, it's what the Bible says. If you've never read John 3.18, everybody knows John 3.16, that God has come to save the world. Well, by default, you're going to hell if you don't come to Christ then. John 3.18, you're condemned already if you don't believe in the Son, okay? We don't even need to go to the book of Revelation to know this. You just go right to Jesus' words in John 3, okay? The Catholic Church is completely apostate at this point, completely. I mean, they always have been, but they're just, they're bizarre now. Um, I uh, posted the uh, Pope that died a day ago on the CG Report website, and the title was Judgment Day. Pope dies. Okay, so what does that mean? And then every time I saw an article from any news service on Twitter in the past couple days where it says the Pope died, I always made the same comment. Gee, I sure hope he knew Jesus because you don't have any clue with these people. He may have met Jesus five minutes before he died or maybe not. From American Faith, 
Woman arrested, charged for silent prayer near abortion clinic. The thought police are out. Isabel Vaughn Spruce, 45, a charity volunteer from Geraldine Road, Malvern, which is in the UK, was arrested and charged with four counts after passerby reported to the police that they suspected she was praying silently near the British Pregnancy and Advisory Service Clinic in Kings Norton, Birmingham. So she's standing outside. They say, we think she's praying, and they arrest her, and they charge her with four counts. And yet they've got people stabbing each other in the UK, and they're not doing anything about that. They've got 85,000 thefts of vehicles, and they've solved like two of them. I, it's unbelievable. They're, they're just, there's no rule or law. It's just like being in California over there. Okay, from Breitbart. Report. Attacks on Christian churches nearly triple in four years. Between 2018 and 2022, FRC found 420 documented acts of hostility against 397 separate churches in the United States. Many cases included incidences of vandalism, bomb threats, arson, and gun-related violence. The report documents one homicide, numerous arsons, bomb threats, real and fake, and a pervasive desecration of holy items, which I couldn't care about, but whatever. Vandals regularly smashed crosses, statues, and headstones in cemeteries, vandalized carvings of the Ten Commandments, set fire to nativity scenes, and smeared something on the statue of the Virgin Mary. It's the idols I don't care about. The other things I do. Um, They tore up a Bible and desecrated an American flag in Primitive Methodist Church in Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania. Denver's Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary Catholic Church suffered two drive-by shootings this August. Smashed windows and spray-painted doors became ubiquitous. The number of assaults peaked this May through July, but has remained elevated compared to historical figures, which usually number in the single digits. We're up to 420. It's usually in the single digits. The report continues noting that each individual act of violence and vandalism could cost tens of thousands of dollars in damage. The FRC report notes assaults against churches occurred in 45 states and in D.C., and span congregations from various Christian denominations, as well as Unitarian, Universalists, and Mormons. Ariel Del Turco, assistant director of the Center for Religious Liberty at Family Research Council, wrote in the report that the first nine months of 2022 saw more than a double of the number reported acts of hostility against churches than occurred in the entirety of 2018. This happened during the protests and concurrent riots related to George Floyd's death in May 2020 and following the leak of the Dobbs decision in May 2022. So things are not getting better for Christians, and I don't think you should expect that they should at any time soon, especially with the communists that's in the White House right now. But uh, despite that, it's just not going to get better for us. This is going to be the standard, and unless you're in a state like Florida, I doubt if much is going to be done about it. Mail online. New York City's Bling Prosperity Bishop. Anytime you call yourself the Bling Prosperity Bishop, (laughs) you can imagine you're probably going to go to jail at some point, okay? He's hit with federal charges for defrauding parishioners of more than $100,000 and spending it on luxury clothes and goods. Pastor faces 65 years in jail. 
Lamar Whitehead, 45, is the founder of the Leaders of Tomorrow International Church. He was arrested. He is charged with wire fraud, extortion, making material false statements. Authorities say he scammed a woman out of $90,000 from a retirement fund. The so-called bling pastor faces a maximum of 65 years. Okay, now that's bad. I'm glad that they got him. I'm glad that they're going to punish him for doing the things that he's doing. But I would like to question the the balance here, where you have people that are walking up behind other people in New York with baseball bats and hitting them over the back of the head and putting them in the hospital, and they're being let go without any bail at all, and no charges are made, and then this happens. So even though I don't like this guy and what he's done, there's no balance in the justice system at all in New York. My recommendation to anybody is to not ever go to New York, ever. But if you have to, like my daughter, I've told her you are never to go to New York without another person with you, ever. If your job tells you you have to go to one of the medical facilities and you don't have somebody with you, you tell her, I'm sorry, you cannot do that. I would never go alone anywhere there because you are a target, okay? Don't go to New York is my recommendation. If you're watching from New York right now, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Move out of there and come down here. We got plenty of open fields, okay? Okay, got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From the Times of Israel, Egypt says it found large natural gas deposit in eastern Mediterranean. So Egypt. Petroleum Minister Mola told a parliament committee that the well located in the Nargis block is still being evaluated. However, the Mideast Economic Survey newsletter earlier this month said the well contains 3.5 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. The Nargis block is one of four offshore sites in which U.S. energy giant Chevron is operating rights. Egypt's extensive Natural gas facilities in the Mediterranean have stood largely inactive since the country's 2011 uprising that toppled longtime autocrat Hosni Mubarak. In recent years, the government of President el-Sisi rehabilitated and modernized the facilities. In 2018, Egypt signed a $15 billion deal with Israeli company Delek Drilling and its U.S. partner Noble Energy to transport natural gas there to Egypt Egypt is aiming to position itself as an energy hub, and the new Nargis find is expected to contribute to those efforts. Chevron is also one of the partners in Israel's Tamar Natural Gas Reservoir, located 55 miles west of Haifa. Last week, the operating partners announced they had okayed a final investment decision needed to proceed with the first phase of expanding natural gas production from the Tamar field to meeting growing domestic demand and boost exports to Egypt. Okay, next article, Times of Israel, large natural gas field discovered off Cyprus, a consortium made up of energy companies, NE of Italy and France's Total, is expediting plans to develop natural gas deposits off Cyprus following the discovery of a third field containing 2.3 trillion cubic feet of the hydrocarbon inside the same licensed exploration area. The Cypriot Energy Ministry said the ministry announced the discovery at the Zeus One well some 100 miles inside Block 6 of Cyprus's southern coastline at a depth of 1.42 miles. The field containing a 344-foot column of gas is located just three miles west of the Kronos One well, where the consortium announced in August an estimated 2.5 trillion cubic feet of natural gas. 
The consortium made its initial gas discovery in Block 6 in 2018 at the Calypso 1 well, but hasn't offered any estimates yet as to its size. The ministry said the newest discovery reaffirms the promising potential of the area as Cyprus looks to export the hydrocarbon amid an energy crisis compounded by Russia's war in the Ukraine. This is why this is all important right now. Cypriot Energy Ministry Pilates told the AP that the amount of gas already discovered inside Cyprus's offshore economic zone is conservatively estimated at 12 to 15 trillion cubic feet. There's enough natural gas in the Eastern Med area for export until at least 2050, according to analysis by the Eastern Med Gas Forum. From Bloomberg, Turkey announces massive boost to Black Sea natural gas reserves estimates. So they had these estimates. They're saying they're much higher now. Zero hedge. Iran and Russia have entered full-fledged defense partnership. U.S. warns. Based on the words of the State Department's Ned Price, Iran has continued its shipments of drones to the Russian military at a moment that drones have continued to pound Ukrainian cities, especially targeting energy infrastructure, plunging at least half the country into darkness and resulting in rolling emergency blackouts. Price went on to explain that the constant supply of drones and other munitions has, in return, resulted in Moscow giving back unprecedented level of military and technical support to Iran that should concern Iran's neighbors. Now, all of this is important because they just elevated Israel to equal standing among the other militaries in the U.S., That tells you that since 2008, when B.O. was in office, because he stinks, okay, (laughs) ever since then, they have been doing the wrong thing. They have enabled Iran to do what they're doing now, and now they are going to pay the price because Russia is going to be taking care of Iran in a whole new way. The U.S. and the U.K. have recently ramped up sanctions efforts to isolate and punish the Islamic Republic's defense sector and to thwart the drones transfers, but now see the closer relationship with Moscow as a lifeline keeping these manufacturers operating and thriving. Now, I said what I said a minute ago, but I would say that they probably knew that this would be the case. And the communists that have been in the White House from 2008 till uh, 2016 and then that are there now are the ones that have been driving this. And so uh, there's no doubt that they had an inkling that this would be the result. And uh, they're you know, now they can say, well, we're going to go on Israel's side because they've already got this initiative going in Iran and Russia. But whatever, it, it is what it is, and uh, we're just going to see how all of this plays out in the next year. Mail online. Good news for the women in Afghanistan, finally. Uh, Taliban bans women from getting a university education in Afghanistan in latest crackdown on female freedoms. So that means they can spend more time in the kitchen, I guess. The Minister for Higher Education has banned women from universities. Women were initially allowed to continue at university after August 15 last year. From just the news, Taliban bans all education for girls. This is like two days later. Fires female teachers, bans women from mosques. Female staff, including teachers, are now prohibited from working in schools, authorities said, taking away one of the few professions women were able to have in Afghanistan. So there you go. Total seizure of the women's rights in Afghanistan, and we can thank the guy that's sitting in the White House right now for that. Yeah. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia, from Sijin. Mongolian government provides major boost to the country's thriving tech sector with launch of Mindgolia procurement portal. 
As part of the Mongolian economy's transition from mining to mind, Mindgolia will showcase globally the world-class digital solutions that the Mongolian tech industry has been developing for many years, open to both the private and public sectors. The new marketplace is also designed to strengthen links between the country's tech industry and global investors, as well as providing a level playing field for Mongolian tech startups to compete with more established players. So they're trying to get more heavily into the tech industry, and the government is helping them. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What's up with that? From study finds the cloud out of space, scientists scrambling to prevent global data storage crisis. Now, I've always wondered about this. How can we keep storing everything that's out there? I mean, it just, you look at how much stuff is posted. Like, they say 48 hours worth of uh, videos are posted every second on YouTube. or so. It's some crazy number like that. And this is all day, every day, because there's people all around the world that are doing this. Where does it all go? And how can you access it that quickly? It's just unreal. Anyway, servers around the world could soon face a massive data crunch thanks to mind-blowing amount of information people store digitally every year. Researchers from Aston University say the global data sphere, the total amount of data worldwide will increase by 300% within the next three years. Currently, all of this data sits in banks of servers stored in huge warehouses, meaning data centers. Unfortunately, the answer to creating more space in the cloud is not just to build more server warehouses. The Aston team says data centers already use up 1.5% of the world's electricity every year. Just for data storage, 1.5% of the world's electricity. That makes endlessly building new facilities just for massive servers an unsustainable practice. With that in mind, scientists are now working on creating new data storage surfaces, which are just 5 nanometers in width. That's about 10,000 times smaller than the width of a human hair. At the same time, they'll be able to increase data storage capacity on digital devices. Since there will likely be no stopping the amount of information people store digitally every second of every day. Simply building new data centers without improving data storage technologies is not a viable solution. Increasingly, we face the risk of a so-called data storage crunch and improved data storage solutions are imperative to keep up with the demands of the modern world. We will be exploiting advanced polymer chemistry as a pathway to increase the amount of data that can be housed on storage media. It's a big problem, but they're working on it, so there you go. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues of the book of Revelation. I have something to read from a friend. He attends the Superior Word online, and I just thought I'd let you know that how blessed we are to live in Florida. I am in congestive heart failure and have been for weeks. Any exertion whatsoever, I can't breathe. Lying down to sleep is a chore. I'm holding a lot of water. Concerned, I will drown. My son brought me to the local hospital, a part of the Atlantic Healthcare emergency room. I was checked in, wristband and all, when one of the hospital spokesperson flanked with two security guards told me if I didn't put on a mask, I'd have to leave the premises. We left without being looked at. Just so you know, that's what's going on in the world. Gateway Pundit. ABC News journalist breaks her silence. ABC Australia. Okay. Reveals she developed heart condition due to COVID vaccine. Well, she should have done this the minute that she had it. 
not a year and a half later. I have no sympathy on this person, like all of the people that are coming out two years later and saying, oh, I should have. But Eleni Roussas, a journalist in the Darwin ABC newsroom and also the presenter of ABC's flagship 7 p.m. news in the Northern Territory, revealed that she developed pericarditis after receiving her first dose of Pfizer COVID vaccine, which would have been a year and a half ago in Australia, describing it as a living hell. And we're just finding out about it. That's not a good thing. From Arat Shiva, this is in Israel, former senior researcher, it was a mistake to take the COVID vaccine. Pfizer vaccine is neither safe nor effective, says ex-head of Israel Institute for Biological Research, drawing rebuttal from the health ministry. Gateway Pundit, it's a crisis. Massive increase in the number of dead forces funeral homes in Norway to store the dead in garage. We heard about this in Germany. We've heard about it in other countries. Norway is not exempt. Funeral homes in Norway sound the alarm as they struggle to store all the dead people as a result of Norway's skyrocketing excess mortality rate. Lars Svanholm, the fourth generation general manager of Trodheim's largest funeral home, Svanholm and Vigdal Grabford, has said that the funeral home's century-long history has never seen anything like the current number of deaths. And that was going through the World War, folks. Nothing like this. Svanholm believes that the funeral home has seen at least a 30% increase in deaths this year compared to last year. I wonder what's causing that. We have not had such an increase since the company started in 1922. That was before World War II, folks. I don't think the peak has been reached, he says. Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch, FDA records show significant number of mRNA test rats born with skeletal deformations. The records include a non-clinical overview prepared by Moderna and submitted to the FDA for approval of its vaccine, revealing that a number of rats were born with skeletal deformations known as wavy ribs and rib nodules to mothers injected with the mRNA vaccine. The study dismissed the anomalies as not considered adverse. So that was during the initial studies, and they just said, well, it's nothing. We're just going to keep pumping this into people. Gateway Pundit. V-A-E-R-S shows a 4,070% increase in miscarriages and stillbirths since mRNA rollout. 4,070% more. Now, you've gotten rid of a bunch of people that are dying excess mortality, okay? And then you've got a lot of people that are not being born. You've got a lot of children that are being culled through abortion, and you've got millions of people replacing them coming over the southern border. This sounds like a Democrat dream. Don't forget the trans. Yeah, the trans that can never reproduce again, etc. It it just goes on and on. You don't tell me that this is not a planned thing that's going on in the world right now. Morality is declining from Newsweek. Yeah. It's like every section just kind of starts cramping together more and more every week. Marjorie Taylor Greene accuses Walmart of grooming kids. Greene accused Walmart of grooming children by selling certain toys next to kids' toothbrushes. Right there. Yes, she took photos of it. Kids' toothbrushes, these things. Breitbart, State Department prepares to spend up to $50,000 on transgender activism in India. IBC. 
NHS to spend 100,000 pounds on scheme encouraging staff to refer to breastfeeding as chest feeding. 100,000 pounds. Yeah, this is what they need to spend their money on in the UK. While the U.S. is spending another $50,000 overseas on transgender activism. Remember three weeks ago, I said they're doing that in Peru. Well, they're doing it in India, too. Newsmax. TSA spends $18.6 million on non-binary screening systems. You can now go to your own separate screening system if you are non-binary. I've got to check that out. $18.6 million on that. Yeah. From the Washington Examiner, school district that removed LGBT books from library is hit with a civil rights investigation. The federal government is coming down on them for removing trash from their school. Fox, detransitioning becomes growing choice among young people after gender-affirming surgery, which means that they were never what they transitioned to in the first place. That is exactly what they means. They were never what they claimed they were. From right, Joe Biden, Republican bans on transgender surgeries for children is connected to anti-Semitism. Yes. Yes. It's like there's goo up there. From Fox, first Emmys for children heavily focuses on LGBT content, woke shows aimed at kids. These kids running around with these flags and stuff. Mail online. Oregon sixth graders are handed government survey with 12 gender and sexuality options. Sixth graders. And that's a government survey. The post-millennial. Maryland teacher gives tips on how to keep students' gender identity secret from parents. If that happened to my child when they were in school, I can't tell you what I would have done because I will probably go to jail just for saying it. They would not want to do that to one of my children. And if it happens to one of my grandchildren, I tell you, I don't have any now, but if we do have grandchildren, I can tell you that they will not be happy with the results. PJ Media, Maine school socially transitioned 13-year-old girl without her parents' knowledge. Oh, we got some other news from around the world. From Fox, unemployment benefits and Obamacare subsidies outpace median income in several states, study finds. And you wonder why nobody's going back to work. Listen to this. This is more than I have ever made in my life. Listen to this. The labor force participation rate was 62.1% last month, notably lower than the 63.4% market was before the coronavirus pandemic struck in March 2020. One factor that is contributing to the relatively low labor force participation rate is the combination of unemployment benefits and recently expanded ACA subsidies. In 14 states, unemployment benefits and ACA subsidies for a family of four with two people not working amounts to an annualized equivalent of $80,000 a year in wages and benefits. Those benefits come out to over $100 thousand dollars in three states washington massachusetts and new jersey this study shows that one factor contributing to the dearth of workers is the generous benefits paid to families without workers there you go a hundred thousand dollars for a family to sit and do nothing and then they're all doing illegal stuff selling it on the site anyway i know they do that in the project so they make more money that way if they're you know inventive okay another way people are dying i forgot to mention this one is the fentanyl they're killing Tens of thousands of people every month because of fentanyl. So they are just wiping out the American population and other populations around the world and replacing them with people that they think deserve it. 
from just the news. Oops, Biden BLS. Remember I was talking about the BLS statistics and how they were fudged and fudged and fudged. They stole from Trump. They've been doing this. Well, the, uh, what is it? The Boston, uh, Philadelphia Fed figured out what's going on. Here we go. Biden BLS overstated jobs numbers by more than 1 million, raising manipulation concerns. It's exactly what I've been reading to you and saying this is what's happened. They got caught. An assessment from the Philadelphia Fed has found that the BLS dramatically overstated second quarter jobs numbers, prompting scrutiny from Republicans who have raised concerns of politically motivated manipulation of federal statistics. So they were lying about this. They were stealing oil out of the reserves to sell, to get the prices down and all of these things, devious things that they have done in order to retain power. Yes. The BLS reported that the U.S. economy saw a net gain of 1,047,000 jobs in the second quarter, while the Philadelphia Fed contends that the figure was actually 10,000 500 jobs. Instead of 1,047,000 jobs, it was 10,500 jobs. I'd say there's a little fudging of the numbers there. Moreover, BLS data overstated employment numbers in 29 states and the District of Columbia by significant margins compared to the same metrics from the Philadelphia Fed report. In some states, the differences were stark. In Biden's home state of Delaware, for example, the BLS had reported a 4.5% increase in payroll jobs, whereas the Philadelphia Fed found the actual rate was a 4.1% loss. In the lead up to the midterms, the Biden admin, including Biden himself, loudly promoted the BLS figures as signs of a positive trend in the economy under his leadership. Everything that they have ever done on the left has been to steal. They have never done anything fairly. They have stolen everything that they have, and we are the recipients of their punishment right now. The apparent overstatement of jobs, apparent, (laughs) has raised doubt about the veracity of federal statistics at a time when such questions are already mounting over significant errors in the U.S. Census, which led to more favorable redistricting figures for Democrats. Lying about that, too. They've lied about everything they've ever done going back to the, remember when, uh, what's his name, Nixon went against the Democrats and he lost and they found out all these dead people in Chicago had voted. We're still going through this all these years later and the right has done nothing. Nothing. They just let them walk all over them and try to stay on their high horse and it does not work with these people. We're dealing with trash. Zero Hedge, U.S. existing home sales frozen in November. Biggest annual drop since Lehman. Zero hedge. Lumber prices. Oh, good. Start building your your forts outside, kids. (laughs) Lumber prices collapse as home builder sentiment falters. Lumber peaked at, listen to this, $1,336 per thousand board feet late in February, but has settled in at around $380 this week, down $1,000, representing a dramatic 72% decline in prices especially due to elevated mortgage rates, slowing housing activity, uh, waning builder confidence, and overall mounting macroeconomic headwinds. Biden posted this morning on Twitter that I'm looking forward to keeping the economy strong in 2023, as if he's done anything except destroy. All right. The plunge in lumber prices is no surprise as builder confidence for newly built single-family homes posted its 12th consecutive month of decline in December. Confidence is at its lowest reading since mid-2012. Guess who was president then? 
Lumber prices are expected to remain uh, ranging between $400 and $200 until Jay Powell is forced to cut interest rates back to zero due to the recession and sparks the next housing craze. Framing, paneling, and plywood types of lumber used to build a home are well off their highs. Remember when plywood at Home Depot was fetching nearly $100 a sheet? It used to be like, what, you go in there and for five, they give it to you. I just, we got too much plywood, just take some, you know? And now it was up to $100 a sheet and now it's not worth anything again. Mail online. U.S. Marine Corps are urged to stop calling instructors sir and madam to be more gender inclusive and avoid being offensive by woke academics. I bet you they will take that recommendation. I bet you they will. Global Newswire. 2022 test scores. Black and Latino public charter school students are twice as likely to be at grade level. We can't have that. They're going to start coming down on charter schools, folks. Mark my words. Results show pandemic-related setbacks statewide in student learning with public charters best positioned to accelerate educational recovery. Mail online. Putin's Wagner mercenaries will start recruiting women prisoners to be snipers and saboteurs in the Ukraine. If you're a sniper, we will give you, you know, the rest of your sentence off. But I will tell you this. I don't know if you know this, but the greatest sniper in World War II out of Russia was a woman. She shot so many Germans. It was unbelievable. Look her up. Study up on that lady. But now they're, they're looking for that again. They're going to take these women. You want to get free from prison, you can be a sniper. Wow. Mail online. And that is a very dangerous job. Very few snipers that get into actual combat come out because once you're targeted, you're targeted. Okay, so, you know, you just have to have your wits about you if you're a sniper. Mail online, Putin's grim milestone of death. Now, just think of this before I read this. Vietnam War, we lost a lot of good people, yes. young people. 58,000 died. That includes Laos. That includes Thailand, 58,200. That includes suicides. That includes people that were squashed moving uh, something on a cargo pl- plane. It doesn't matter what. They counted all deaths, Vietnam War, 58,000. And that was the longest war up until the Afghanistan war in our history. Okay? Listen to this. Putin's grim milestone of death. Number of Russian troops killed. Now, remember, every one of these has a face and a mother killed in president's failing invasion of Ukraine passes 100,000 in one year. Every one of them is a human being that was just sent off as cannon fodder. Zero hedge. Philadelphia hits 500 homicides for a second year in a row. American war zone here, folks. Zero hedge. Baltimore City becomes graveyard amid dangerous murder wave. I just read this morning, uh, they believe that Chicago topped 783 killings this year. Okay, they'll get the final numbers in a day or two, but they think it's 783 that are recorded in Chicago. Mail online. Chicago and Philadelphia, deadlier for young men than Afghan war front lines, says ex-New York City cop in a study that calls time on the carnage of America's homicide hotspots. Chicago gun deaths are three times higher than those in Afghanistan and Iraq. Those are war zones, three times higher than war zones. In Philadelphia's ghettos, the death toll is 1.9 times higher. And the left thinks there's no problem in this nation. The highest gun rates 
murders are in the places with the strongest gun laws. And yet the problem is the guns. The, the, the problem is the guns, not... Okay, who said it? Sometimes I wonder whether the world is being run by smart people who are putting us on or by imbeciles who really mean it. Nobody? What's that? Yes to both. It was Lawrence J. Peter of the Peter Principle. The what? Yeah, you can say the same thing now. It, nothing changes. Okay, I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he is talking about. People say, oh, for crying out loud, we'll soon be out of room in the cloud. We must have more and more of our data to store. It's expansion that must be allowed. Good job, Les. Okay, we got some irony here for you today. Two of them. The first is from the Gateway Pundit, popular radio host who consistently attacks anti-vaxxers will take hiatus until 2023 after heart attack. <laughs> Only 43 years old. I wonder what caused that. And then from NR, which is the National Review, in Germany, you must be fully vaccinated before your death by assisted suicide. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Report for the Week. <laughs>